Hey, Gloria. Hey, Justin. Thanks again. Uh, thank you for joining us here at uh, Talk Back. Um, my name is Gloria Shea, and I do have Justin uh, Glanfield as our special guest on this Saturday morning. Let's first take care of just a bit of business. Uh, our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Tub, and you can reach them at 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. They do have the industry's leading low step in, and uh, give them a call if you have a loved one who's having some trouble getting in and out of uh, their shower. They will certainly come out and give you a free estimate. They have financing available, and you can certainly go to their website at go to safestep.com. Good morning, Justin, and thank you for joining us here on Talk Back. Um, you have a very uh, colorful background, I might say. I do want to, for my audience to know that you are a seasoned reporter and producer at WVIZ, PBS, WCPN, and also WCLV 104.9. You are a native Clevelander, I understand. You've done some traveling. And please share with uh, the listening audience about your own personal podcast i understand you're working on a great project and you're covering uh easter island uh back from an era that not many of us know of uh, from the early 1900s tell the audience about what you're working on and when they can actually tune in yeah so uh right like so that uh, that podcast we're still kind of working on producing we'll start probably releasing the episodes in the spring um but if folks want to come watch us record, we'll be doing that in February and March of next year. And a good way to be in touch with us about that is just to um, like a Cleveland Public Theater. Um, but I also have a couple of other podcasts. One is called Sidewalk, which tells stories about people living in Cleveland that one's nonfiction, so you just look for sidewalk and then uh i have another audio drama that we put out a few years ago ago called munchin minnesota um and that one's sort of a supernatural comedy horror series about a town in minnesota that's like about to be invaded by some supernatural beings wow <laughs> now are you on, <laughs> that's interesting yeah. are you on the major uh, podcast platforms, the usuals, the yep. Google, the Apple, and all those. Yep, yep, wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that's going to be very interesting to listen to. We certainly invite our listening audience to check you out there. Tell me a little bit. Seems to me, Justin, um, by you being a native Clevelander, and I've also discovered, it seems that you have a a great passion for community projects and seems to me that you go out and you do a lot of interviewing with locals on their community issues and things like that. Tell the audience a bit more about that. Yeah. So that's where that kind of urban planning uh, background comes in, I would say. So, you know, when I left the AP um, in New York and came back to Cleveland and studied urban planning, you know, they teach you about, you know, community and how different ways of kind of building community or thinking about communities of people. And there's lots of ways to do that, right? I mean, some of the ways we know about are um, having public meetings, uh, you know, being a, an elected official and serving people that way, um, creating parks, being an architect and building buildings, right? There's all these different ways of building community. And I thought, right. you know, well, wait a minute, you know, what about, you know, I have this whole background in storytelling and journalism and, 
it just really started occurring to me that that is also a way like telling stories and sharing stories is also a way of creating um, and strengthening communities so I kind of started doing that type like I started doing those types of stories that you mentioned those real community-based stories about people and their you know how they how they live in their neighborhoods and their lives uh, out of that idea of how can stories um, help us to connect with each other more um, okay and so yeah I, I started doing those types of stories maybe six seven years ago um, okay. and at the at that time I was a freelancer I you know so I <laughs> I kind of stepped out on my own for a while and I'm so glad I did because it allowed me to kind of explore new new ways of working and new types of stories. And, uh, you know, over the years, I kind of developed that relationship with IdeaStream, WCPN and stuff. And uh, now I'm lucky enough to be doing it full time for them. But it just, to, just, you know, to answer your question directly, I do those types of stories because I think we need them. I, I think, uh, it's 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 become easier and easier to just kind of live in our own little bubbles you know i mean technology is great in so many ways but it's also made it really easy to just find stuff that basically confirms your own worldview right and and what i i think we can do with stories is really just expose people to voices that they wouldn't hear otherwise and that and that understanding can create like just so much I don't know, just like so much, uh, it can challenge our, our like worldviews in a good way, you know, like, oh, this person right. lives this way and they think this way and that may, that way might be different from me in some ways, but they also have these things. There's also things about every person that you look at that are the same as you too. Right? Exactly. We all have so many similarities. So exactly. that's what I, I don't know. I try to kind of remind people of that. Well, I, you're doing a great work and ID, idea stream. Now that can still be heard, correct? You're still on uh, uh, CPN with that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm on the uh, morning and afternoon drive times with my stories. So you can always catch me there. And NPR One, I, I don't know if folks know about NPR One, uh, but do you listen to it yourself, Gloria? It's an app you can put on your well, phone. Well, I, <laughs> uh, I have to be honest. <laughs> I have to be honest, I haven't heard it lately. I'm a huge fan of uh, public uh, radio, public news. I always have been. I think it, it plays an instra, just an extremely important part in our lives, our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, I'm always uh, watching the uh, telethons and the radiothons mm -hmm. that you guys have with uh, public radio and public television, PBS. So, but uh, yeah, I think... Um, uh, that it plays an important part. And I think the work that you do with sharing community uh, stories uh, brings communities together. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's that's a high compliment. You know, that's that's what I hope for. That's that's really that's what I hope for is that we can bring communities together. You know, Northeast Ohio, and I don't think we're unique in this way, but uh, you know, we're, we're pretty fragmented. We have all these, you know, different uh, municipalities, all these different suburban communities. We have the city of Cleveland itself. We have all these different counties. Right. And, you know, it's just, 
we got to make a little bit more of an effort here maybe than in some other places to bridge those divides um, exactly that are you know mostly artificial honestly you know um you know we we have all these different kind of political boundaries but the truth is we all cross them all the time um so why not try to understand each other better <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i mean just as you said we have more things in common than not exactly i mean we really why, do why is it so easy to forget that do you think <laughs> well why? you know i think it's uh a well-orchestrated uh, way that uh, the powers that be have managed to do that yeah. over uh, our uh, even our existence as an, as the Americas. Uh, so I think they've done a, a very good job of dividing us from the very beginning. But right, you know, like there's some profits to be made from that, right? Well, I think that's the whole theory, and then yeah. I think that's fine that there is a profit to be made from that. Right. And uh, the uh, the powers that be understand that very well, and they've managed to profit from it. So that's why mm-hmm. I could. Programs like yours and what you do with with uh, bringing uh, stories to the focus of the communities, and even if they're small communities, bringing their stories to the light and sharing it so that others can see it helps the helps bridge the divide that unfortunately we have to live in today. And it's it's unfortunate. I mean, here we are, fast approaching 2020, and um, you know it it is what it is. What do you think though of the current uh, political climate that we're living in right now <laughs> oh boy yeah i mean that's it's tough right i i i did listen to a few of your your past episodes and i know you talk about that a lot and you talk about it in a really interesting way um i you know i i i guess what i think about most is is just what i was kind of saying before is just i don't understand why people think of our country mm, it seems like we've gotten to a point where people think that we do have all these differences that are um uncrossable uh or you know that um this this type of person is not like me or you know these types of people are not at all like me immigrants for example um have been very othered uh right now in our political climate but that's just one example it seems like We've really come to think of ourselves as a nation, as a as like a very like all these different types of people that aren't that don't have much in common, and I think that is really unfortunate. And I'd I'd really love to see us kind of transcend that idea and get back to I don't know. You know, when I study kind of. Uh, political rhetoric from say the 60s and 70s it seems like we were aspiring to a sort of a more a a more unified way of thinking about um our country right i'd love to see us get back to that more i mean i know the 60s and 70s weren't like the ideal i didn't live through them myself there were a lot of things going on at that time that were bad but it seems like people were trying more to kind of find a common ground at that time and and that's what i'd love for us to start doing again rather than constantly obsessing about the ways we're different from each other um exactly let's start to find the common ground 
Exactly. Well, uh, it's, you know, guys like you and girls that all over this country that are working on uh, things to bring us together uh, that's going to help accomplish that. It's funny uh, listening to you talk about the 60s. It's funny how what's old is new again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, it, that's really what it's going to take is some grassroots uh, coming together and uh, standing up to things that are just wrong, you know, yeah. things that are and things that help divide us and so yeah it's funny what's old is new again i think the my and parents I, I, would be so proud right now to hear me talk about the 60s and 70s <laughs> <laughs> so you, you didn't Usually what i uh, make fun of them you know for being hippies, really? so they would be very happy to hear me talking this way <laughs> so what so old are you justin if you don't mind saying oh that's okay i'm 44 okay okay so you did not grow up in the uh I grew up then but I'm definitely a child of some, of people who did, you know. So I, I've right. learned a lot about that that time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was a a young kid then. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, in the sixties, very young, five six years old, and um, uh, uh, actually, well, yeah, early sixties, about three or four. But I remember a lot uh, of uh, the the atmosphere and how turbulent it was mm. and uh, but i think getting through school and learning more about it and uh, benefiting from it i think it was necessary what happened in the 60s it was very necessary to happen i think it was productive mm-hmm. and i think uh people really understood the similarities and there was a greater love one for another i think yeah. then yeah genuine for for one another otherwise how possibly could they have have done what they did the marching uh there wasn't just one category of people there were a group of people from all walks of life who contributed to uh the 60s and the things that martin luther king accomplished and so yeah yeah so i i definitely was a benefactor of that and mm. um and so I came and I was, I lived at a time where I, I do remember it. And, uh, but as I got grew older and got to school, I learned so much from it. And, uh, yeah, no, you know, and at the same time, Gloria, I do like to think that this is kind of a moment we're having, but that I guess I like to think that we will get back to, you know the sort of the more aspirational and i think it's i think it's it's not like it's disappeared you know this desire to understand each other and find common ground it's not like no one's trying to do that or that it's entirely disappeared it's just sort of it's more in the background now and what's more in the foreground is sort of this more divisive um rhetoric um but i i do like to Mm -hmm. think that we're gonna get back to that more unifying uh, conversation coming to the foreground pretty soon. I think things just go in cycles, okay. you know? And uh, I, I right. think we're going to get back to it. Well, now, uh, being that you are affiliated with uh, uh, public uh, radio and public TV there, um, how, where's, what's the... Uh, where do you guys stand now? I mean, um, is it still as popular as it used to be or is it fading? You know, you there's been a lot of talk about, you know, how media is changing and, uh, you know, newspapers are obviously 
the ones, the types of uh, publications you hear about the most, you know, that are really struggling with uh, finding a new way to, to be profitable or to be viable um, in this age where it's so easy to just go online and find news, right, for free. So why am I going to pay right. for a newspaper, for example, anymore? I do think, um, uh, you know, I, I think, gosh, I think public media uh, is in a little bit of a different boat because it's not it's not like you're paying a subscription you know uh for it necessarily you can turn on your radio and get the content for free or turn on your tv and get pbs for free um but then you can choose to support it you know by being a member if you want to and so i think that in that way that the financial model is a little different and i think that's made us a little more resilient than say a traditional newspaper you know where you're you're making fees but I also think like as as we're right right now we're talking we're like creating a podcast and I think right now there's just this real renaissance of radio you know in particular and just the audio storytelling medium I think people are really yes embracing that in a huge way and I think yes. um public media has been able to kind of ride that wave a little bit you know uh of um, people really seeking out audio content. I think there's just an intimacy to audio and an honesty to it, really hearing someone's voice in your ear um, that people are really rediscovering right now. I agree totally. I was a kid who grew up listening to a lot of radio and love radio to this day. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. My special guest today is Justin Glanville, who is a, a native Clevelander. He's a seasoned reporter, producer. Uh, he has his own podcast, and uh, he is a huge uh, contributor to public radio. I totally agree, Justin, with you. I love radio. It's my first love. I've done it for many years. And podcast seems to be really riding a wave right now. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, there's so many podcasts out there, right? And, um, which is great. Uh, I, again, I think it's because, um, I think, I guess I, I think it's a, for a, a few different reasons. And I'd love to hear, you know, what you think about this too, but um i guess number one is like i said i just think as a medium it's so immediate and it's so intimate i think it's ira glass who runs this american life says that audio is the most intimate medium because again you're hearing someone's actual voice you know and that's something uh, you, I guess you get that a little bit in TV, but you're distracted by all the visuals. And then, of course, in print, you might see somebody quoted, but you're not hearing their voice. You're not hearing the tone of their voice, the quality of their voice. And I think that's what makes radio so special is that you're hearing someone's voice directly to your ear. There's nothing, there's no other like information distracting you, <laughs> you know? You're, you're just hearing exactly. your voice. And I think that's just so so uh, immediate and so intimate, you know, as a way, a way of communicating. Also, it's portable, you know? You can listen to a podcast or listen to the radio while you're walking or dri- driving or jogging or, you know, doing whatever. 
for me, that's one thing I love about radio and podcasts is I can take them with me anywhere, you know, and, and listen to them while I'm doing exactly. other things. Um, exactly. And then also, I think it's just like, uh, it's pretty easy to start your own podcast, which I think is great. Um, so I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that technology and just like being like, hey, I want to start my own podcast and um, put my voice out there and feature other people's voices. I didn't even know about it. We're recording on uh, an app right now that I'd never even heard of before. So thank you for introducing me to it. <laughs> um, but that's just one you example mean you mean of different ways people can create huh? this stuff now. Right, exactly. Um, I remember a time uh, many years ago, I think even in the 70s, uh, where I fell in love with uh, with uh, radio theater. Yeah. And uh, it's like it, it, listening to, and watching your demonstration at the Cleveland Public Theater here uh, about a month ago with uh, telling the story of Easter Island there, uh, a story from the early 1900s. It reminded me a lot of that with the theatrics and the sound effects and things. But uh, radio theater uh, was just so mesmerizing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember some of the shows that you heard or like what they were about? Jeez, uh, uh, it doesn't, uh, none specific comes to mind yeah. right now, but uh, I remember listening and it was a very, it was a uh, continuous format. It was a regular yeah. thing back and then. And you tuned in, in from, you know, week to week or whatever. You know, and I think one thing, exactly. I, I've gone back and listened to some of those old shows and, you know, I mean, not to, this is not to, to take anything away from them at all, but, you know, kind of listening from a modern, you know, in a, from a modern perspective, they sometimes sound a little corny, you know, they're, <laughs> the acting was pretty over the top and um, whatever. And so I think in some ways it's like, creating something like that now creating a modern audio drama you know how do you how do you create something that doesn't kind of have that corny overacted sound to it you know like tv is so good right now and people are so used to seeing just really quality serialized content on tv so exactly. it's like so how do you exactly. kind of reach that level of quality um with an audio drama um knowing that you know it, it's you know it's it's different from making tv in some ways because you only have the sounds right you don't have the, the visuals to go along with it um but you gotta you gotta find ways of you know engaging people and keeping them interested without being like too hammy about it does that make sense um <laughs> so that's 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 been an interesting thing to kind of work with in creating an audio drama today Right. Well, that's the, you know, that's the tough part of it, but you, it, the creativity uh, has to really be brought out. And I think you're doing a great job with your own, uh, awesome. your own project there that Thank you're going to. You. Yeah. And it was, it was great meeting you at the dark room doing, there at Cleveland Public Theater. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing your piece as well. Yeah. Is that, is that part of a, yeah, a, a um, larger piece that you're working on? I think it was called Sugar. Is that right? Absolutely. It's called Sugar and uh, Sugar the Play. And uh, yeah, that was the first time I actually had a chance to have a read 
a live read of the play, but uh, I do plan to get some uh, some more readings. I've actually got a recording of some music. A, a, music is a big part of this play, this production. So, and there's a lot more uh, sequences to it. So, yeah. yeah. So we're just getting started. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, but keep doing, uh, to, to me, radio will never mm. die, not in my, 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 in my heart. And I think it's as much needed today as it was 30, 40 Isn't that years funny? ago. Because I think, you know, when I think back, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, like before this whole podcast revolution started, I feel like radio was the thing you, you heard that was going to die, you know, uh, it's like, oh, radio seems kind of antiquated. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like the, it's one of the older mediums, I guess. It seems like people were kind of ringing the death knell of radio in a, in a way that they're kind of doing right now for newspapers. Um, so it's interesting right. how that's changed so much. And just, you know, and, and it's really the smartphone, I think, you know, that's really kind of changed that whole narrative because it's so easy now to get radio on your smartphone and like I said to move it around with you to take it with you Um, you don't have to focus be a hundred percent focused on radio in the same way that you do on say tv or a newspaper right if you're gonna sit down and consume a newspaper or tv that's the only thing you're gonna be doing you can't be necessarily walking (laughs) although I've tried I've tried walking and reading a newspaper I think we've all tried walking and reading our cell phones right and that doesn't work so well right (laughs) but you can listen to something and do other stuff I think that's really one of the magical things about sound and radio Exactly. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Tub. Give them a call, 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. you got a loved one having trouble getting in and out of their existing bathroom, you give Safe Step uh, Walk-In Tub a call. And certainly you can go to their website at go to Safe Step. I agree totally with you there, Justin. Tell the audience uh, how they can, where they can actually pick up and check out, check out Idea Stream. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple ways. Uh, I was actually a few minutes ago about to tell you about something called NPR One. And that's, that's actually one of my favorite ways to get content from Idea Stream. If you get the app on your phone, um, and again, you just search for NPR One, it'll it'll give you sort of a it, it's like um, it's like Pandora, if folks know what that is, but for public radio. So it'll play you a mix of different stories, um, and you can train the app to like on the types of stories you like to hear. So it'll give you a mix of like national and local stories. And if you're someone like me, who's especially interested in local stories, you can tell the app like, oh, every time a local story comes on, you can be like, oh, I I want more stories like that. Um, And so I think that's one of the best ways to kind of get um, content from IdeaStream. Of course, you can also always tune in um, live at 90.3 on your FM dial. And then, of course, WVIZ Channel 25 on TV um, is the other way to get it. 
and that's a weekly, daily, or weekly show that you're uh, actually I hosting. Host so I create. So I I make stories that are become part of other shows. So um, most my stories mostly air on All Things Considered, which is the evening drive time show that airs from four to seven p.m. on weekdays. And then during morning edition, which is the morning show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And again, that's point three. And so I'm not hosting those shows, but you can hear my stories during those shows. Does that make sense? They'll be played. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're, those are the shows that you actually produce Correct. and report on. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Awesome. You know, it's, um, there's probably about oh, how many reporter and producers are there at Idea Stream? Now, there's probably maybe a dozen, something like that, of us who are, are creating shows. We have a whole arts unit. Um, I think that's one of the cool things about public media is we do a lot of arts programming, a lot of arts and culture reporting. Um, so you can, you know, you can hear about theater, you can hear about some of the local music that's happening, interviews with local creative folks. Um, also during those shows uh and then there's a show that airs um it's called applause on wviz on friday nights that's all about like the local art scene so if anyone interested anyone listening is interested in like learning more about local musicians and actors and playwrights that's a great show to, to check out for Great. That's great information. Appreciate that, uh, Justin. I want to thank you for sitting in with us today. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, the weather out there is kind of calm right now here. Yeah, so I think we're going to have a good day today, and uh, thank you so much for sitting in with you. It was a pleasure, and hopefully I'll get a chance to sit in on some of your uh, some of your productions again in the yeah, near future. Uh, you have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy your, your family, and Merry Christmas to you, and Happy New Year, likewise, and all that good likewise. stuff. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being on. Thank you so much for having me, Gloria. Thank you, Justin. That was Justin Glanville and local reporter producer at WBIZ, PBS, uh, WCPN, and also WCLV. Check him out on All Things Considered. Uh, that's every day from 4 to 7 p.m. and the morning edition as well. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Have Gloria, a great one. Too. Take care.